0: If this episode has taught me anything, it has taught me that a lot of broken relationships can be solved with a simple ding-jin. Gosh, this episode was so beautiful. Hello and welcome to Obsession Blue Podcast where I talk about the things I'm obsessed with. And for this season, season 1, I'm talking about the hit Australian children's show Bluey. The music, the animation, the small little details. This show surpasses them all. Okay, short recap. Bandit is hanging a fabric swing on their big Poinciana tree in the backyard. Bluey and Bingo are hanging out waiting for their dad to put it up so they can swing judo their neighbor pokes her nosy head over the hedges and asks what they're doing bluey then has the brilliant idea to play butterflies a really fun game judo is a bit insecure and bossy though so she runs away from bingo and bluey follows along all together the girls learn about friendship and how to treat each other so that no one's feelings are hurt it is a really emotionally moving episode i can't wait to talk about this The episode starts off with Bingo, Bandit, and Bluey all gathered around a poinciana tree in the back. Bandit is putting up a fabric swing and tying a knot on one of the branches. Bingo is telling her dad to make sure it's nice and high off the ground. And Bluey is playing with one of those snap things. It's It's like a snap bracelet. It's like one of those ruler things that when you snap it on your wrist, it curls up and becomes a bracelet. She's smacking the bracelet on her own wrist, and she is right behind Bandit in this moment. Then without even looking, and <laughs> without even thinking it through, she takes it off her wrist and she snaps it right onto Bandit's tail. <laughs> and then he just goes, ow, bluey. And the girls begin to giggle as their dad is in pain. Something weird about kids that laugh at dad's pain in moments like this. They did it in magic xylophone and they're now doing it here. They really like to see their dad in pain for some reason. Bandit says the typical dad thing, you're not making this any easier. And then another dog pops her head up from the hedges. What are you doing, Bluey's dad? This bossy little spitz named Judo. You can hear just in the tone of her voice, this dog thinks she is the best and everyone else is beneath her. But she's also doing that because she's super insecure about herself. We'll talk about this more in a few. Bluey says hi to Judo and Bandit explains that he's putting up a swing. It's a fabric swing, Bluey explains and bingo who is closest to the hedge says over her shoulders yeah they have them at bluey's school judo in response says i know that bluey's my friend will not tolerate your meanness to bingo judo we are going to talk about why you might be this bossy in a few minutes but nothing can really justify being this bossy and mean to bingo the actual cutest dog on the face of the planet Bingo is over here just trying to explain things because she's excited about the swing and you're over here just being annoying in her face. Judo. We're going to talk about you in a second, but this is unacceptable. (laughs) Bingo doesn't really like that either as she literally takes a big step away from Judo hair and shifts her eyes like she's a bit uncomfortable. Bandit finishes putting up the swing and says, all right, have fun squids. And he walks away grabbing a laundry basket and saying, I'm going to take the washing in. Bluey takes a moment and then runs and jumps into the swing, very excited and just happy to be alive. And she comes up with a great suggestion that the other two cheer in celebration of. Let's play butterflies, she says. And we get a title sequence next as Bluey, I think it's Bluey here, says, this episode of Bluey is called Butterflies. The next scene is one of the coolest written and animated scenes I've seen in Bluey, honestly. It was so much fun. The music starts to kick in here with this really upbeat quick violin piece. Bluey then explains things and the scene cuts from scene to scene as if she's explaining it to Bingo and Judo, but really it kind of seems like she's explaining it to the viewer even more. There was just a level of interaction with the kids here that reminded me a bit of Dora the Explorer. The Explorer. <laughs> Dora the Explorer. When she like when when Dora the Explorer asks kids in the middle of the show, to come up with some answer to a question that she has, or if they can find something, you know? In Bluey, though, it was done a bit more subtly and gave kids another fun game to play with each other. I can honestly imagine tons of kids playing this game together because Bluey explained the directions so well and because it was—it just kind of seems like a fun tag game. This is how Bluey explains the directions, though. Okay, first, a caterpillar crawls along the ground, and Bluey just plops on the ground, and without moving her upper body at all, She scrunches her legs up and pushes off with her legs to move her upper body. Very caterpillar-like. Then it gets in the cocoon and she crawls into the fabric swing. Then it hatches as a butterfly and she jumps out of the swing and starts walking around flapping her arms like a butterfly. But, she says, and now she pokes her head out from behind the shed. The butterfly catchers have been hiding and catch it. And Bluey swoops in and pretends to catch the butterfly. The shot cuts to Bingo and Judo standing and listening, and Bingo raises her arms and says, oh, I want to be a caterpillar first. Judo steps in with like this sly little smile on her face and says, I'm going first. The shot widens as Bingo takes a step away from Judo again. Bluey does a fantastic job here of sistering in this episode, and I was really, really proud of her here. She distracts her sister and says, come on, Bingo. We'll be the butterfly catchers. And she runs off to the shed. Bingo looks for a second and then does a really wide circle around Judo to avoid running by her, and she runs off to follow her sister. It's a really funny moment from Bingo there. Bingo is kind of the comedic, and then really the sad moments later. Oh, Bingo. Poor Bingo. Judo gets on the ground and starts crawling, eep, 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 and the shot moves to where we can see Judo's tail sticking up in the foreground, and Bingo and Bluey running behind the shed in the background. I read this about the episode and it's something I'll mention in the four, but this episode actually took some inspiration from Wes Anderson, the filmmaker. And if you watch it back, you can actually really see that. This has very much Wes Anderson vibes to it, but like the kid version. So it's not quite as overt and not quite as quirky. Bluey and Bingo peek from behind the shed and Bingo rolls her eyes as she says, Judo is so bossy. And Bluey... In a really beautiful moment of growth for her, she says, yeah, she is, but she doesn't have anyone else to play with. Let's pause to talk about this line in a few different ways. First of all, I want to know why Judo doesn't have anyone else to play with. Now, the most obvious reason is because she's bossy and kids don't really like hanging around a bossy person. But there could also be some kind of trauma she's dealing with in her life that could give some kind of reason why she acts bossy. If you know anything about me with this podcast, you know that I always like to come up with backstories that aren't really necessarily the backstories of the character, but I think are really interesting and important. Okay, maybe her parents are going through like a divorce or something. And the only interaction she's seen in the last few years are where her parents yell at each other and judos had to learn to assert herself. Maybe, and this is going to sound a bit more depressing, but maybe judo only has one parent Maybe the divorce went so badly that the parent looking after her is in a state of depression all the time. And Judo being bossy is literally the only thing that she can do to get her mom or her dad out of those states of depression and doing things that Judo should be doing as a kid. Judo does not show a ton of maturity in this episode. But it's also a really interesting thing that some of the kids that I know whose parents have been going through really, really difficult times or they're just going through the ringer, or they're going through like a divorce or just something really tough. Those kids are sometimes a lot more mature for their age than other kids are that have like very comfortable lives. I know someone who dealt with some issues in pregnancy and after, and uh, their oldest daughter is like the cutest and most mature little girl ever. She's kind and compassionate and loving. She always waves to me whenever I pass her. And I'm sure (laughs) she had, had to be those things to her parents to help her get through them so maybe judo is bossy to her friends because she has to be bossy to her parents to get them out of their slump which is so heavy and really sad that she has to do this as a kid but it's kind of the truth of the matter sometimes but maybe judo is just really bossy and annoying without any reason so there is also that Another thing I want to talk about here is the maturity of Bluey in this situation. To play with a friend that has no other real friends, even though it's not ideal and she'd probably rather be playing with other people. When Judo pokes her head over the hedges, I'm sure Bluey would rather just hang out with Bingo, but Bluey understands that Judo has a real lacking for friends in her life and she tries to fill that void by being kind and compassionate to her. And we're going to see later in this episode, Bluey's desire to treat people kindly is split. And she hurts the person who I think she can understand and I think the person who can handle the hurt better. We'll get there in a few though. I am getting ahead of myself, so we'll get there. As Bluey and Bingo are behind the shed, Bluey spots a little ladybug crawling up on the side of the shed. Oh, she says. And we get another animation shift, much like the animation shift in The weekend when Bingo saw the leaf bug. It's kind of just a shift to show us the size and the different dimensions of Bingo. It kind of puts us in the shoes of the ladybug bingo starts to sing here though poor little bug on the wall ding jing no one to love him at all ding jing no one to tickle his nose ding jing no one to blow his nose <laughs> she blows raspberries at bluey and bluey blows him back in the next scene uh, the same exact time And they giggle to each other as Bluey says, she's coming out and we get a shot of Judo jumping out of the swing and flapping her arms like wings. Just pause. Let's appreciate Bingo's absolute cuteness here. Just watch this episode just for that one single uh, scene. She's so cute. Oh my gosh. Bluey and Bingo sneak up behind her and catch her. And they all shriek and yell and are just really playing well and they seem happy here. Again, I'm going to go with my theories about Judo here. But Taking those theories into account, this is a really important moment for her here. One where she can just enjoy being a kid and not have to think about more difficult stuff in her life. And you can kind of see that in her face and her laugh here. But she does screw it up with her words. Because Bingo gets on the ground and says, my turn. And Judo says, with her hands on her hips, you're too small to be a caterpillar. Bingo looks offended and says, no, I'm not. These two are on the verge of a fight when Bluey steps in and again distracts both of them. Go on Bingo, we'll be the butterfly catchers. And She runs off and Judo runs off with her. Eep, 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 Bingo says as she crawls along the ground. The shot moves to behind the shed where there is a mess of soil and clay pots and uh, Bluey peeks out to see Bingo here. And Bingo is crawling along the ground and about to hop into the swing. Bingo is literally here squealing with joy and my little heart is just melting. Judo peeks her head out and sees Bingo struggling to get into the swing because it's too high. She sighs and says, little kids take so long to do everything. Again, I honestly feel like she is really dealing with trauma here because I feel like that, I feel like this might be what her mom or her dad says to her and she's just repeating it about people younger than her. This is a different take in the theory. But maybe Judo just gets bossed around a lot and is really hurting. So she does that to other people because it's the only interaction she sees. There's just a, I just have a lot of sympathy and compassion on Judo here. Bluey defends her sister though, which is great. Love that. And she says she's only got little legs. Bingo finally gets into the swing. And one of the cutest bingo moments that has ever happened happens here. It's just a bingo move that I was swooning at. Oh my goodness, she starts singing the poor little bug on the wall, pretty much full volume without any ounce of shame, just lavishing every single moment she has to pretend to be in this cocoon. As she's singing the song, we get a shot back of the two at the shed. Bluey rolls her eyes here a bit and in a sisterly sort of way says, hurry up, bingo. Judo has an idea here though. Hey Bluey, she says, yeah? Let's run away from Bingo. And Bluey responds here with just incredible confusion. What? Why? She's taking ages, Judo says. Bluey is super conflicted and looks back to Bingo, almost willing Bingo to come out of the cocoon so that she can just chase her and play the game. But right behind Bluey, Judo runs away and says, come on. Bingo is still singing and the music is playing some long string notes on the violin as Bluey is looking back and forth, trying to make a decision here. She looks at Bingo, back to Judo, and says, wait for me, and chases after Judo. Bingo is singing full blast and full, she has full joy in the cocoon, none the wiser for anything that's happening outside. There's a theme of abandonment that I think is a sub-theme of this moment, in this entire episode. The theme section is going to focus on the positive of this rather than the negative, but I think Judo has been abandoned by one of her parents. And we've talked about this before, but I think this is a really important thing to know in this whole episode. I really feel like the creators of the show are trying to hint at that. She didn't really have a choice in the matter. Bingo is abandoned here by her sister. She didn't really have a choice either. Bluey is the one in the moment who has a choice for which person she wants to abandon. And I'm sorry, but that is such a difficult thing to be placed in that scenario. We all know that Bluey made the wrong choice here, but in Bluey's shoes, that is brutally difficult. On the one hand, she wants Judo to feel a part of the game, and like Judo has friends. And on the other hand, I think she knows that Bingo could probably deal with this better. So her choice when Judo is running away is to leave behind Bingo because she probably thinks she can mend that relationship better than having to try to mend things with Judo. Maybe Bluey even knows some of the difficulty that Judo's had to go through, and maybe she knows to not hurt her in those ways. So she might have made a really difficult and maybe a bad choice here, but there was not really a great choice that she had in this moment. She was going to have to leave someone behind. And it's even more tragic because Bluey runs off frame literally just as Bingo finishes singing. And she says, okay, I think I'm almost ready to be a butterfly now. And we get this whole sequence of Bingo now playing the game with no one but herself, thinking the other two will jump out and catch her. So she jumps out of the swing and giggles. She flaps her arms and says, ooh, look at me, I'm a butterfly. Flap, flap, flap. No one chases her. So she flaps over to the shed, a little nervous and just keeps flapping around and says, I'm flapping around. I hope there's no butterfly catchers nearby. And she jumps behind the shed and finds no one. Oh, where are they? Bingo just thinks that they went somewhere to hide. So she flaps right by dad, grabbing the laundry, and into the front lawn where she spots Judo and Bluey playing a game of pat-a-cake. They're both smiling, and Bingo jumps in and says... Bluey, it is heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking that she directed her comment to Bluey here. Bingo doesn't really care that much about Judo, to be honest. And you can kind of see that in this episode a bit. But she is devastated that Bluey abandoned her while playing this game. So the single Bluey that Bingo says is just crushing. And Bingo goes on. You were meant to catch me. Judo screams and says, quick Bluey, run away. She runs into her front lawn next door. Bluey is caught again between two people. The animators do a really great job of showing her inner conflict here. She takes a step away. She looks at Judo. She looks at Bingo. She's hesitant, and then she slowly turns to run after Judo, looking fully regretful that she had to make this decision in the first place. She joins Judo and Judo says, quick, we can hide in my house. If I didn't have these theories about Judo's home life, I would be so mad at her right now. And I just want to dropkick her. (laughs) Also, I just wish Bluey made a better decision here, but it's just such a hard one to make in the moment, honestly. Like, she cannot make a decision here that doesn't hurt someone. She can maybe just stop the game completely, but she's in such a difficult position. And now we just get a single shot of the front of the healer house. This one is gonna make me cry. With Bingo standing on the side, her arms still up from being a butterfly, the single piano comes in playing the melody of this episode, but it's a super depressed version of it. One of loneliness and sadness. I think the piano can be the saddest instrument, and some of my favorite songs are just simple piano songs. I also think this could have worked really well on a cello, but I really do love the lone piano that's playing. You just feel all the loneliness along with Bingo. The violin comes in here too after the first measure of the piano. Bingo drops her arms and her shoulders drop too. There is a tear forming in her eyes and she walks away back toward the cocoon. Honestly there are not a lot of better analogies for sadness and depression and loneliness than a cocoon. There was a really brilliant animated video that came out a few years back called Cocoon. YouTube it. It's a really beautifully animated short about what it feels like to have depression. And Bingo just says, flap, 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 with absolute defeat as she crawls in the cocoon to deal with her sadness. And as she gets in, we get a single note of the piano. One note, one of utter sadness and loneliness. And I just want to hug Bingo here. It's such a sad scene. The scene cuts to Bluey and Judo coming out of the bush near Judo's house where they hid. I think we lost her, Judo says. Bluey looks really uncomfortable and says, uh, I might go see if Bingo is alright. And you can tell again how conflicted she is and how she is just so devastated that she had to make this choice. She's fiddling with her hands and just doesn't look like she wants to be playing with Judo but back with her sister. She'll be fine, Judo says. Now let's play phones. Phones? But Judo doesn't explain and puts her hand up to her ear and says, ring ring, ring ring, and she points to Bluey's hand. Bluey, still not looking like like she wants to be there, says, I just think Bingo might like, but before she can finish, Judo cuts in and yells, ring ring. Bluey jumps back a little scared and puts her hand up to her ear. Hello? Hi, it's me, Judo. I've had such a nice day. Let me tell you all about it. And Judo begins to yammer on about her day. And I want I want to pause quick here and just talk about how Judo thinks she's having a really great day. Again, I think she's dealing with some crappy situations at home now. And this has been a great day for her. It's one where she was able to play with her neighbors and be bossy and just like, like live like a little kid. Even though she didn't do it well, she had a good day. And that's actually really sad to me about what the rest of her life looks like. Bluey here does something pretty fun and just tunes out judo a bit and says the generic phrases on a phone like, oh, is that right? And she looks over to her own house, wishing she were back with Bingo, and she just wants to mend things. We cut back to Bingo singing, Poor little bug on the wall, Ding Jin. No one to love him at all. Ding, chin. And this song just takes on so much of a new and depressing meaning when Bingo sings this curled up in a little ball in a swing. Initially, it was all about the ladybug. But I think throughout this whole episode, it's had some reverberations to judo. I think the creators of the show are trying to get us to feel sympathy for her and to get a better understanding of her backstory a bit. But now when Bingo sings it, she just feels she just feels it a lot bingo we've talked about this before really just wants love she wants her sister to love her she wants her classmates to love her and when she was rejected here she's singing this song about herself she's a poor little bug in the wall and she thinks that's all she thinks of herself there is no one to love her at all it is so tragic And even though this isn't true in real life, she has an incredibly loving family. In the moment, it's one that a lot of depressed people feel when they're abandoned. There is no one to love them at all. And again, going back to Judo, this is tragic when we think of her backstory. Because while Bingo does have people who outpour their love to her, Judo might be struggling to find people like that in her life. I am anxious for the episode where we meet her parents and see what they're like, but it's sad Because while Judo does have people who love her, she might be even deeper in a hole of not feeling it. So she has altered her personality to be this lonely but bossy girl who is tough. I can't even begin to think of how many people I know, myself included, who have altered themselves to get thick skin. If only the world was a place without insecurity, where we gave love to each other without fear of rejection. The scene cuts back to Bluey now sitting on the grass. She's still listening to Judo ramble on about her day. And I went to the bakery to find some cream buns for Casper. She says that and she whips her hair out of of her face too. But they ran out of cream buns. Can you believe that? And Bluey on the other side of the lawn says, Judo, I think I might need to go and find bingo. But Judo just keeps rambling on. And Bluey tries to interrupt her again, but has no success. So she just says quieter, okay. I'm going now. Bye. She hangs up her handphone and runs back into her yard yelling for bingo. She runs by dad, still putting the laundry in the basket. This man is slow at laundry. (laughs) She throws some of the sheets in the basket looking for bingo and she doesn't see her at all. So she gets to the backyard and she sees a tail sticking up out of the swing. I'm sorry, bingo. I didn't mean to run away from you. Judo made me do it. Well... She didn't make me do it. I did it a bit myself. I'll never do it again, Bingo, I promise. Please, can we play together? Bingo doesn't respond. So a single tear forms in Bluey's eyes, and she turns around and sits on the grass next to the swing. The piano comes in again and plays the sad music, and Bluey starts to sing as she swirls the grass with her finger. Poor little bug on the wall. Ding Jin. no one to love her at all and she stops here with her knees scrunched up to her chest notice too how she changes the pronoun of this song she doesn't say no one to love him at all she's singing this song about herself now she feels like there is no one to love her at all and it is just so sad she abandoned someone and that person, because of their pain and their hurt from abandoning, abandon her back. But as she stops singing, we hear a little ding, jin, from the swing. This show, people. Such hard-hitting stuff. And it just goes to show that while there might be animosity you share with another person and a lot of hurt, all it takes is an initial step toward another person rather than a step away. Sometimes a person might not accept that step and might run away even further but more often than not the hurt between two people can be solved with humility and bingo has some here she swallows her pride and her hurt and took a step toward her sister with a single little phrase ding Jin." bluey hears it and sings the next line slowly starting to feel whole again no one to tickle his toes and note how she changes the pronoun back to his and bingo pops her head of the swing here and says ding (laughs) Jin." and bluey gets up and sings the last line as she walks back over to the swing no one to blow his nose ding Jin. bingo finishes and she looks at bluey and opens her arms up to hug her bluey embraces her from the swing and it looks like all will be well as the music finishes but we hear a loud ring ring from the side of the house and Bingo and Bluey look shocked and scared. Bluey holds up her hand and says, oh no, it's Judo on the phone. Tell her I'm not here. And she puts it in her hand over to Bingo. And Bingo in this breathy, cute little voice says, no, quick, hide. The shot moves to Judo on the other side of the house walking by Bandit. She screams out ring ring and Bandit is so shocked that he throws the laundry basket in the air and the sheets go everywhere. Judo wanders around the backyard saying ring ring, and this time we get the sad piano music for Judo. We're supposed to have sympathy for her as well in the scene, and I think the music really does signal that. Bluey, she yells out, where are you? The shot moves to Bluey and Bingo with their faces scrunched up close to each other, in the swing, and Bingo says, put your phone on silent. Oh yeah, good idea, Bluey says, and she pretends that her hand vibrates before... Um, There is a ray of light on their face and we see Judo peeking over the swing. There you are, Judah says. You ran away from me. But Bingo is having none of this accusation of her sister. She pokes her head out and gives her the business. <laughs> and you ran away from me. And Bluey pops her head out and says, and you were ignoring me. Judo has some recognition in this moment. And she says, oh yeah, I did. Bluey hops out of the swing and lays down the refereeing here. Okay, she says. From now on, no one runs away from anyone, okay? Okay, Judo says. Okay, Bingo says. Bluey keeps going with the mending of relationships here. Sorry, Judo, she says. That's okay. And I'm sorry too, Bingo. That's okay. Just don't do it again, Bingo says with a little giggle. They all laugh and hug it out with their tails wagging. Bluey says, okay, Bingo, you can be the butterfly. But bingo has other ideas actually i want to be the catcher me too me too oh but who will we catch then and in comes the melodious song of bandit singing about how he is going to put these clean clothes away uh <laughs> no he still has that snap bracelet on his tail too he walks toward the back entrance to the house laundry basket in hand he takes a long blink, just getting so into the song, and all of a sudden, from every single direction, all three of the girls jump out and tackle him. And the episode ends with the girls, Bandit, and Laundry flying up in the air. Each episode, I'm going to be talking about the four things that I noticed in the episode. Four because there are four members of the family. These are not the most important parts of the show, but they're just things that I really liked. So, here we go. Number one, this is the second episode that I can remember that we've seen the 3D animation for Bingo. The previous episode was the weekend episode and it's when she sees the leaf bug and just doesn't understand. <laughs> so this episode she sees a lady bug and it happens the same kind of like the, it's like a perspective shift that we see Bingo in 3D. It is a fun animation change, but it's a little strange sometimes, but I like it more than I hate it. It just make, makes Bingo even cuter that we can see her close up with her amazingly cute eyes. Number two, this episode has completely and absolutely confirmed that Chili and Bandit, mainly Chili here though, I think, are incredible gardeners and plant parents. First off, they have a lot of clay pots behind their shed. They're planter pots, so the healers are definitely experimenting with some plants they like. Second, and more importantly, and I had some amazing help trying to figure out the flower in this episode, I thought it was lavender for a bit, but it wasn't quite that. But the flowers, the purple flowers all around the lawn in this episode, and they vary and alternate from bush to flower to bush to flower. But the flower is an agapantha. I need to nerd out on how good the creators of the show and the writers and the animators are for just one second. Joff, Bush, and the music team of this episode, I will get to you in another point in the four because, my lord, you did some ridiculous work here. But... The agapantha is also called the purple cloud, or the African lily. It might be one of my new favorite flowers because this thing is gorgeous. It is a beautiful, beautiful flower. But the best part hasn't come yet. This episode is called butterflies because the girls act like butterflies. And what kind of insect does the agapantha attract most? The butterfly. 100% an intentional decision by the writers and animators here. This is so incredible. There are so many riches and depths to the show that if you just look a little bit, you'll be able to find them. It's like all of good literature and music, it's got layers and depth to it. Thank you creators for focusing on the small details. Number three. Okay, so a few episodes I mentioned how I think there's a hidden dog in each episode and you kind of have to find it. I looked everywhere for it in this episode and then just decided it wasn't there and there wasn't an easter egg but then i had a i had a freeze frame i paused it and it freeze framed on judo and bluey in front of judo's house and what did i see but this dog but not the dog the face of a dog and it's in the teapot plant holder um on the steps of judo's house It was a pretty ridiculous find, and I'm honestly not 100% sure it's legitimate, but that's the best that I've got. (laughs) I feel like it's hiding somewhere else in a bush or something, but I don't know. I'll keep on the lookout for it. Number four. This is one of my favorite things I read about and I saw in all of Bluey so far. Oh gosh, I can't wait. The song that they're singing has some depth to it, and it's a part of Australian culture now. So the song, poor little bug on the wall. It's a camp song that kids sing when they're at camp. Another cool fact that this song has some inspiration from the works of Wes Anderson and French film composer, Alexander, I don't know how to say his last name, Desplat, D-E-S-P-L-A-T. I don't know how to say that in French. But he is a composer who made the music for the final Harry Potter film. And it is a masterpiece what he did with Lily's theme. Lily's theme might be one of my favorite pieces of music of all time. Honestly, it is one of the most beautiful pieces of music I've ever heard. But John Bush is honestly cranking out some bangers in this show, so he might be my favorite composer now, to be honest. He's just able to put so much emotion and beauty into these little seven-minute-long episodes. It is unbelievable. And the final thing that I love about the music, though, is that, okay, so in America, when we wash our hands, my school nurse when I was little always told us to sing the Happy Birthday song, and that's about the length of how long you should wash your hands for. In Australia, during COVID, there were campaigns for kids to sing this poor little bug on the wall song while they washed their hands because the song lasted for about 20 seconds and it was perfect timing to wash your hands. Oh, I think every time I wash my hands, now I'm going to be singing that song. I love these little musical notes added to the show. I just need to have an entire episode devoted to the music of the show maybe at the end of season one i'm just going to talk about an entire episode of how good this music is i could sing its praises all day long every episode we're going to talk about the theme of the episode and the theme of this episode butterflies i think is compassion I went back and forth a lot for this theme too, because I think there's a lot about forgiveness and fear of abandonment and loneliness and love. But I think compassion is one that I want to stick with because I can talk about some of the other themes with this one theme of compassion. First of all, Bluey shows compassion here in a few things she says and how she acts. She doesn't act perfectly, but she has tough choices to make and does move a lot in her own self-interest. But again, she does know what, it's, what she's doing is wrong, and she's hurting someone no matter what she does. I do wish Judo didn't put her in that position in the first place, but Bluey couldn't really win at all no matter what she did. Unless she yelled out for everyone to stop where they are so she can make amends with them all, she was stuck between a rock and a hard place. So she chooses to run from Bingo. But before all that, she is also choosing to have compassion on Judo. She tells Bingo from the beginning that Judo doesn't have anyone to play with, which is why they're kind of playing with her. That is a beautiful thing and something I wish more people did, spending time with people who sometimes annoy you because those people are probably lonely and feel like they have no one else in the world. But then Bluey also teaches Judo to have compassion because Judo is fed up that Bingo is taking so long and Bluey just says that she has little legs. Judo doesn't learn, maybe because she's jaded, But she runs off, and Bluey runs off with her. But from the outset, Bluey has compassion. She also knows, she knows that she hurt Bingo, and just has that nagging inside of her the whole entire episode, and she just wants to get back to fix things with her sister. I think there's compassion just oozing out of Bluey when she runs away, because she just wants to make things right. And she comes to a point where she cannot stand not making things right with her anymore. So she goes to apologize to her sister. And the compassion that Bingo has now to reach out and start singing the song with Bluey is beautiful. It's so easy to grow jaded when bad things happen in your life. It's so hard to open yourself back up to love when you've been scorned or rejected, and it's hard to be humble and let those things go. But Bingo does them here. She puts away her jadedness and reaches out to Bluey in a moment of compassion. And finally, Judo does show compassion here as well. Her story is one we'll need to figure out more and talk about more as we know more. But the idea that she's been abandoned and the idea that everyone is abandoning each other in this episode is really important because the music signals that all of them feel this way. And I think part of the reason for this is Judo. And Judo either acts like that because she is just like that or something happened to her in her life where she became like that. And I think it's the latter. But even if it's the former, she is able at the end of the episode to apologize and accept apology from the other two, which I don't want to underestimate is probably huge in her life, especially if she's having these really difficult moments in her life, that she's able to express forgiveness and apologize to other people. These are great moments in her life. And the ideas of forgiveness that each of these characters have is really amazing the ability that they have to move toward one another rather than getting angry and yelling louder even though that's literally what judo tries to do a bit it's really a moving thing it's something i think adults struggle with a ton and something that i've mentioned on the podcast before that kids just have a weird ability to forget some sadness and something that really hurt them and just move toward healing and forgiveness and fun again but there's probably some people who are listening who i know have been hurt by someone and have maybe been the person who has done the hurt There is nothing so healing as forgiveness. It sets you free. And I said this quote before, but forgive me. It's one of my favorites. That not forgiving someone is like drinking rat poison and waiting for the rat to die. All three of the girls choose to forgive in this moment. And I think the initial step that Bluey took to go back to bingo and the step that Bingo took to finish a song is all we need in this life to mend a relationship with people. Now, there are some people who you might make amends with, and it might take years for things to fully heal. But things can begin healing by a simple step toward another person. A phone call, a letter, an apology, a laying down of the animosity and truly forgiving. Reconciliation can happen with a single ding-jin. Every episode we're going to award the best in show for the episode The best in show award is just the MVP, the best character in the episode. And the best in show award for this episode of Bluey is Bluey. She is a clear winner of this episode, I think. She was stuck in a really tough place with decision making and made some wrong decisions, but she made things right in the end. She showed compassion on people and played with judo because she didn't have anyone else to play with. She showed regret at the decisions she made and made a pretty good apology. I mean, she started to downplay her own role in the apology for a second until she realized that she needed to take ownership of her actions. And she did. She apologized for how she acted and made a promise to be better in the future. A genuine apology. It doesn't negate the wrong things, but it makes things where you can start crossing that bridge together. Bluey wins here because she tried to hold everything together, but couldn't quite do it. And everyone was upset at each other until Bluey started to set the rules that they should play by. It was just a genuinely good episode for Bluey. She forgave, she showed compassion, understanding, it was funny, and showed really great change in character that she was able to not hold things so tightly and her convictions so tightly that she couldn't apologize or seek others' forgiveness. So Bluey, this is a really well-deserving award for you today. I am very proud of you. Every episode of Louie kind of brings back moments from my childhood. Little flashbacks. And this episode brought one back that was kind of similar to what happened in this episode. When I was growing up, there was a place by me called the Discovery Zone. I cannot tell you the absolute joy that this place was. Oh, it was a kid heaven. It was essentially just one big jungle gym. There were things you can crawl through and climb and hang out with your friends. It was amazing. So one year I had a birthday party when I was young. All of my friends came and we were just having a great time hanging out and running and crawling and playing tag and just honestly it was such a fun birthday. All of my friends were playing with me, but I couldn't really find two of my friends. I remembered seeing them twice and we almost ran into each other down to tube. but as soon as I showed my face around the corner they ran away smiling and screaming. I was confused and kind of hurt that they were doing that and I didn't get why they were running away from me on my birthday but I didn't let it bother me too much. And then I remember I saw it happen again down another long tube and they ran away and I ran after them. They ran downstairs and they got away from me before I could catch up. So I kept playing and I didn't see them the rest of the time until we all went and had pizza together to take a break. Both of the friends told me that they were playing a game where I was the evil king trying to get them and they had to stay away from me. (laughs) I, first of all, was like, dudes, why didn't you just include me on the game because it's what the rest of us are essentially playing. It's called tag. (laughs) But then I remember feeling hurt when they were running away from me. It felt like I kind of had been abandoned in that moment. And then I got over it super quick because it was my birthday and we were at Discovery Zone where dreams are made of and I had this amazing time the rest of the day. And those two were like my best friends growing up But this episode really helped me think through times that I felt like that, and it helped me realize some of those moments where I feel lonely, that those moments are lies, that there are people around me who love me, but it's easy to feel like a poor little bug in the wall, no one to love him at all, and all it takes to not feel alone and to feel whole is a simple ding jin. Anyway, I'll be seeing you. Thanks again for listening to this episode. I am coming out with an episode every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and we're making our way really well through Bluey season one. Such a good show. This show is the best, everyone. Um, If you want to, please review this podcast. Five stars, one stars, four stars, whatever you want. Give me a rating. Also, write me a review. If you write me a review, I will, will read it on this podcast. My personal guarantee to you. I have not gotten any reviews yet. i've gotten one complaint in person about a gulp that i had in one of the episodes <laughs> but give me a um, review i would love to read some of those i want to keep developing and building this community up you can follow me on social media just look up obsession bluey on instagram or twitter just follow me on on uh, tiktok personally just make some random bluey content but this is just so much fun this podcast thank you so much for listening it really Honestly and truly means the world to me. Um, And I cannot wait to keep growing this community of Bluey Obsessed People.